Captain's bong, star rip dot bowls. I'm Comrade Britain. And I'm Incel Tribble, Tribble Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Processed Ham, our ongoing mission to explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go to, to the, the same episode, episode as before. Podcast is here. Soy Trek. One half vegan, one half queen. Communist, unless we have a less leftist guest, Patrick and Britain talking, joking, farting, and shitting all about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is red. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek. Right in your ears. Oh boy, listening to Soy Trek, aren't we, folks? Yeah. I can tell what you're doing right now, people. Playing with that worm. No, you're listening to Soy Trek. Oh, okay. And playing with that worm. And playing with that worm. <laughs> uh, welcome to the bridge, everybody. This is Soy Trek. I'm Comrade Britain. And I'm Patrick. Um, this is the Star Trek podcast where two Trekkies ask themselves, "What does Tribble come taste like, and where can I get a sample?" That's a good question. Maybe you, co- maybe go to Costco. <laughs> they, they got that at Costco down there. If you know, sound off in the Discord. Because <laughs> we're looking to buy. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a seller's market. We're looking to buy as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? We got money. Please tell us where. Cash for come. Cash for come. Cash for come. Cash for come. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's a, a, a right wing app now called Getter. Uh-huh. Where that's where you can, um, it's people selling their unvaccinated sperm. Or trying to use, use a way to hook up to hook up with people who have unvaccinated sperm. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 for the pure blood um, um, people. And uh, I bet they call themselves. I bet there is some disgusting pussy on there. <laughs> oh, just like war zone type Fallujah <laughs> pussy. It just looks like an old crumbled institutional building. Be like, damn, you're a fan of Last of Us? You got some mushrooms growing in there. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, you uh, you on city? Because uh smells like septic up in her. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> but at least it's a good receptacle for the um for the unvaccinated sperm. It's like the perfect it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a dewy marsh where uh where the sperm can find purchase. <laughs> that's that's almost poetic thank you that sounds like a steinbeck line <laughs> with, with in the land where the sperm can find patches <laughs> steinbeck currently just like <laughs> rotating as fast as possible in a coffin <laughs> that's that's how we'll, we'll power the, it's like no <laughs> All right. So, uh, as you may have noticed, we have ads now. Uh, don't want ads? Well, soldiers, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our uh, Patreon at where? What is it? Dumb Idiot BS. Patreon.com slash Dumb Idiot BS. And not only get ad free episodes, you also get them in high 
high quality stereo. Oh shit. That's 320K, I think. Stereo <laughs> instead of 128K mono. Both of them are MP3s, but if you care, if you're a if you're a real audiophile, which means you have sex with sounds. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Is that what that means? That's exactly what that means. The, you ever heard of sounding? Oh yeah. Yeah, the sound. I wonder what that the, was. The sounding fetish? Yeah, yeah. Go look up sounding fetish on Google, people. <laughs> it's definitely about uh, having sex with sounds. You will be disappointed. Yeah, audiophiles <laughs> are into a sounding fetish. That's that's. Uh, I, I maintain that. Um, but you uh, you also get our episodes all at once instead of having to wait like everybody else for them to trickle out over Spotify or iTunes or whatever app you fucking use. I don't care. Yeah, whichever uh, one. Yeah. Also, if you're super goddamn cool and pay five dollars a month or more, we mention your fucking name on the podcast. Mm. You know who does that? Cool motherfuckers like Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Jonah Hearn, Jordan Hale, Shane Sawyer, Nick Savard, David Craning Sites, Adam Zendel, Cappies, Emma Glavish, and Electric Baphomet. All of whom are cool as hell and deserve cool uh, like mic cord instrument cord oh yeah that'd be nice yeah everyone needs one of those not everyone no no some people just come over and use my equipment (laughs) 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 what the hell am i gonna do with it that's a good good hang yourself (laughs) oh auto erotic asphyxiation my friend uh asphyxiation what's that (laughs) so um yeah, also, if you give $10 or more a month, you get full access to my Plex server, The Media Dungeon, which has 15,000 films and over 500 shows updated daily with new stuff just like the Highlander series. Oh, shit. The Highlander series of films. Highlander, The Raven, the series. Highlander, the animated series. <laughs> So if you like the Highlander, which there's literally dozens of of you. Out oh there. Th- yeah, I mean you know I fucking love the Highlander. Yeah, yeah uh, Highlander, Highlander is pretty cool. I really no like Highlander it. rocks. Highlander rules even. I really like the original one, uh, the movie. With yeah, the that Sean one's Connery. okay. I'm I'm really into the uh, the the show though. Oh yes, with Adrian Paul. Hell yeah, that shit rocks, dog. Um, yeah. So once again, that's Patreon.com. Slash dumb idiot BS. That's dumb idiot BS, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for big socks. Hmm. Which is not a coincidence. You know who needs big socks? The big show. He's pretty big feet. It's probably big, big feet. <laughs> it's a big show. It's a big damn show. It's, it's a, a big show. She has the best theme song ever. It's just yeah. a guy yelling like "big show," "big a big show," "is it a big damn show?" Like over and over. I'm so. surprised he, he's like he's still pre- doing pretty good. It seems like Paul White. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's with AEW now, but he's mostly just doing like talent relations and training and stuff yeah. like that. And I you guess. think someone that big would have like some really bad heart problems? I mean, he probably does have some health problems and stuff. He hasn't really wrestled for, I think, two years, I think, is the last time I saw him oh, go wow. in the ring. And, and even then, it was just, he did, like, a choke sh- slam and left, basically. Yeah. So, he hasn't yeah. been, like, physically active in years now. Yeah, he had um, some, like, weird show for a little bit. 
Oh, he had the Big Show show. Yeah, the Big Show show. Yeah, yeah, which was a, a great name for a show, to be honest. I'm not, <laughs> not going to lie. I love the name of that show. I mean, it's it's sad that he doesn't act more because he has like actual charisma and like yeah. actual acting skills. Yeah, yeah, I like, like him. Like uh, like you know, for, you know, he's in the Water Boy. That's <laughs> true. He was Sano. in the Water Boy, yeah, and in yeah. uh, the Gruber. He's he's really he's a really funny guy. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I like him. Anyway, um, speaking of f- 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 funny, what did we get into this week? Got into oh wow, we're going kind of like the same rate as TAS. We did TAS season one episode five. That's by design. It's by design. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I, I planned that out. But yeah, uh, we uh, watched some more animated series. Let's get into that. Let's do it. Why you gotta go and make Trek so animated? Seems way you're drawn out. TOS makes me frustrated. Well, at least they got Kirk and got Spock and got Bones and the rest of the cast. So at least there is that. Honestly, promise me Jim won't fuck the Cation. She's a cat. <laughs> Why is it doing that? Why is it? I feel like it does that every time. I'm gonna kill myself. What is happening? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we haven't seen the Cation yet, and that's really making me sad. Uh, yeah, I um. That's making me very sad too, especially because she's in like all of the promotional material. She is, and they they keep teasing this. Um, you can't this, keep teasing me with that cat girl. Yeah, can't keep teasing me with a cat girl, and not deliver because like I am I I am like fully locked and loaded for all that cat girl shit. By locked and loaded, do you mean your balls are full of cum? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't come in weeks. <laughs> God damn it, Jim! I haven't come in weeks. I need the cat girl. The cat girl's the only way. I'm saving the, all this unvaccinated sperm for something, <laughs> and I see that pretty pussy, and I'm like, come here, meow, meow. Come here, meow, meow. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, how am I supposed to donate to get her? Get donate this unvaccinated come to get her, mm-hmm. and I can't even bust. Do you think it's named after Getter Done, like the the um, Larry the Cable Guy catchphrase? It must be. It's like because it's it's kind of like spelled the same way, you know, with like the R at the end, like like, like, like TTR gr- or something, like grinder, yeah. And interesting. So, so it, it, it is. It is interesting that like get her come because it is like a, <laughs> it is a pro. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get her come. Get her come. Get her come. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we need to give space it, to that. You know what? <laughs> if Larry the Cable Guy isn't like selling his um his uh, doing promotional material for this, yeah, like he sh- he's he, fucked up. He should go from Larry the Cable Guy to be <laughs> being Larry the Ropes Guy. <laughs> Larry the Ropes Guy. <laughs> Larry the Shooting Ropes Guy. Uh, yeah, uh, it's Larry here, the guy who shoots fat ropes of it's, unvaccinated sperm. It's pretty. Isn't that pretty much a leisure suit, Larry? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Except the leisure suit, Larry, I think was like funnier. Where he was supposed to be? I think it was just like a misogynist, right? I think so. Well, yeah, wasn't that the joke? Is like he's a guy who like Louis C.K. women and shit. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I was too young for those games when they came out. Like, I didn't really play them. Yeah, me either. Those were for like weird dudes who smelled like cum. Yeah, the weird dudes who were just like Lived alone smelled like cum. Yeah, like sitting sit like lived with their um their mom. 
Mm-hmm. And the mom smelled like gum. And then smelled like gum. And the, the mom, mom smelled like gum too. The mom didn't know how to use the computer. And just right, right. It was a, it was a, the computer was down in like the rumpus room and <laughs> the, the rump the rumpus room. They're you just, said. Yeah, they're just down there in the rumpus room. That's in the, like, in the basement. <laughs> rump, rump, and just like rump, cranking their hog playing features. Don't call it a rumpus room. <laughs> they're they're rumping in there. <laughs> rumping. <laughs> they be they be rumping in there. <laughs> Homies be rumping. Homies be rumping. <laughs> You ever, you ever, you, ever, you know, you ever sit, sit in the rumpus room, playing that leisure suit layer and be rumping, <laughs> getting get your rump on, getting your rump on, you know, get my drink on and my rump on. <laughs> Watch Nutty Professor too with something to clump on. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> watched uh uh star trek the animated series season one episode five more tribbles more troubles you'll never guess what this episode is yeah about. you will never guess chances are if you've seen tos you've already seen the episode you absolutely yeah this is like <laughs> a, a weirder abbreviated version of the episode for the most part yeah yeah uh so this one first aired uh october 6th 1973 um, it's the, actually, oddly enough, the first episode of the animated series ever produced, but the fifth one released. Hmm. Yeah. So it's the first one they ever made. Uh, and I, I think it almost kind of shows there's some, there's some rough stuff here. Yeah. But for the most part, it's not bad. Yeah. You definitely see like, um, like the bad animation, just like the dust on the cells. Yeah. Lots of dust everywhere. Yeah. It's so dusty. Yeah. It's very dusty. Like it's, it. I mean, you know, of course, like they never, never, ever, ever expected this, uh, the show to be seen in high definition. No, <laughs> like, no, no one understood what high definition was. Like, no. yeah, at that point, like high definition stuff was stuff they showed at like the movie theater. Yes. And if you would have told anyone back then, like, yeah, they're going to like, you know, have movie theaters and homes someday, like no one would believe you. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Millionaire over here. <laughs> yeah. Look at Uncle Pennybag with his oh. highfalutin ideas of having a home movie theater in the future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? I bet the TVs are going to weigh like what? 15 pounds or something. Yeah. yeah next you're going to tell me that they're going to have not only pillows, but like almost lifelike dolls that are <laughs> going to be cold and dead in the eyes, but you can pretend they're a woman and have sex with them anytime that you want and all you have to do is take out is just either put the pillow in the wash or take out take out uh, you know a uh, kind of a, a receptacle and put that in the dishwasher if you told me that's gonna happen in the future i would uh i, I need to go do something yeah i'll be back wow okay yeah. I'll, I'll be back guys i'll be back and i'm just gonna go think on this for a minute in the bathroom for <laughs> uh, probably three or four minutes yeah. we'll see be, that's being generous <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah i mean it might take me that long to clean up you know what i'm saying <laughs> i hope they have a bunch of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> time to go to the rumpus room <laughs> Gonna fire up Leisure Suit Larry Four. <laughs> leisure Suit Larry Foreskin, as I call it. Ma, don't come down here. What the hell are you doing? I'm cleaning my foreskin. <laughs> I'm pulling on the with foreskin. Vaseline. I'm trying to regrow my foreskin over here by yanking on it. You, why'd you, you circumcise me? 
there, there was useful nerves and, and stuff there. I'm less sensitive now. We're Jewish. <laughs> I don't care. You crippled me. You understand that? You crippled me. <laughs> All right. Um, this one was written by uh, David Gerald, who wrote an original episode of TOS. I want Interesting. To, I want you to guess what episode that is. Uh, the Tribble episode. It is definitely the Tribble episode, yeah. <laughs> that rocks. That, yeah, that, yeah. This, guy, this guy is so fucking lazy. <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> this, this guy is the, uh, the chubby checker of uh, fucking Star Trek. He's like, uh, <clears throat> he makes uh, Let's Twist. Yeah. And then like the next year, he doesn't have a good hit. So he uh, does <laughs> Let's Twist again. <laughs> And then the year after that, he has a uh, twist in all year long. And then, like, year after that, he's, like, the summer twist. Like It's the Christmas twist now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jews can do the twist. Hanukkah twist. We twist along. <laughs> Twisting on my foreskin to make it long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jew, Jewish chubby checker. Yeah. Trying to regret regrets, regrets, regrets his circumcision. No, he regrets his parents. Yeah, he regrets his parents. He, he, he resents his parents for yeah, getting him yeah, circumcised. He, he blames his parents. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> you, you? It's a perfect self cleaning machine, and look at what you did to it. Look at what you did to it. Look what you did. It protects it from harm. <laughs> Would would you send a soldier into battle without his helmet? I did not think so. <laughs> I did not think so. What have you done? Um, We're not practicing. <laughs> so uh, this one is directed once again by Hal Sutherland, mm. who, um, you know, did uh, all of T- TAS season one, mm. which is cool. Yeah, it's good that he's this like. They just like, we're just like, yeah, go ham on this. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can direct all the episodes. That's fine. Yeah. So uh, we start out with the captain's log. Captain's log, stardate 5392.4. The Enterprise has been assigned to escort. That means turn tricks. Mm. Uh, two, <laughs> two robot grain ships to Sherman's planet, which has been struck by crop failures and famine. The shipment of seed grain, Quinto Titricale. Uh, I m- might point out here, Quinto is the last name of a guy who played Spock. Yeah, it is. Zachary Quinto. I wonder if there's any relation. <laughs> Quinto Titriscale. Uh, it's necessary for the survival of these co- colonists, though. So, mm. uh, it's the, like, I wonder if it's like is like based on quinoa. Probably. Uh, the captain's log continues. We are breaking course to Sherman's planet to investigate what appears to be a Klingon battle cruiser pursuing some kind of smaller ship. Observation may confirm a rumor that the Klingons have a new weapon. Type so far, unknown. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. So Lieutenant Sulu confirms that the vessel is in fact a Klingon ship, rapidly closing in on its target, a one-man Federation scout ship of common design. Uh, They begin firing on this smaller vessel, so Kirk uh, hails the Klingon battlecruiser, demanding that they identify themselves immediately. After receiving no response, Kirk orders the Enterprise to pursue them at warp six. While the Enterprise attempts to get within transporter range, the scout ship continues to dodge several volleys of Klingon's weapons fire. Kirk again demands that the Klingon battlecruiser identify itself, stating that it's violating Federation space and laws. 
The battlecruiser attacks the scout ship with another volley of weapons, and you can see dust all over the explosions. It's funny. <laughs> Which is crazy, because this is the first episode produced in this series, and they already have, like, dust all over all the slides. Yeah, if... Yeah, that, like right when you said like it was the first season of like that's the uh, first episode produced, I was like, hold on a minute. Yeah, right. There's so much dust on that. That's thing. so weird. Um, <laughs> just like the guy putting it together is just like sneezing on the go. Ah, don't worry about it. It makes it stick better. <laughs> I call it animation lube. <laughs> I call it slide gravy, but that's just me. <laughs> slide gravy. <laughs> This is the cell gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very different thing when you're in prison, trust me. <laughs> you don't want that you don't want that cell gravy <laughs> unless it's uncircumcised. <laughs> unless it's uncircumcised. <laughs> I meant I meant uh unvaccinated. Unvaccinated, there of course. No, there we go. Um so while the Enterprise attempts to get within transporter range, the scout ship continues to dodge several volleys of Klingon weapons fire. Kirk demands the Klingon battle cruiser identify itself. Uh, oh, I already got through that. Sorry. Um, the Enterprise increases to warp eight, still demanding that the Klingon vessel stand down. The cruiser continues to fire on the scout ship as Scotty complains a bunch and transports the occupant just as the scout ship explodes. But it's one of those things where it's like, they're stuck in the this is the transporter buffer. Are they gonna get there? Mm -hmm. Are they gonna die? Are they gonna get there? Are they gonna die? We'll see. We'll see. If, Me if he died, that would have saved us all a lot of trouble. Honestly, <laughs> at least twenty minutes of our lives. Yes. Um, so meanwhile, the uh, Klingon battle cruiser turns its attention to the Enterprise. So obviously, Klingon battle cruiser is just after this one guy. Uh, and now they're going to get in a fight. Feels a lot like Picard season three. Steal a plot much, Terry Metalis? Fucking asshole. Obvi obviously, Terry Metalis stands the TAS. Everyone does. <laughs> so the Enterprise automatically goes to red alert moments before the Klingons utilize their new weapon. Uh, identified by Spock as some sort of field effect that produces a remarkable disruption. As a result of the first shot of the uh, new weapon, the Enterprise's engines go dead. Further analysis of the weapon determines uh, it to be a projected stasis field, uh, which paralyzes the Enterprise by disabling uh, its anti-antimatter genera uh, generators in the warp core. Kirk attempts to return fire at them, but the ship's phasers, as well as its photon torpedoes, are also disabled. Spock concludes that the weapon is capable of disabling all higher-order field and warp functions. Spock surmises that this new Klingon weapon must be one of surprising power if it can immobilize a starship, and that the energy drain on the Klingon vessel also must be enormous. Mm. So, uh, using, using lots of power to disable the ship. Cool. That's <laughs> and this is a super useful weapon and I'm surprised like weapons like this aren't more prevalent in Star Trek like yeah. things that just like disable electronics. Yeah, I, I do like I do appreciate like uh how back then they just didn't even care about any sort of like maintaining um continuity or just like <laughs> Yeah, cuz we never see this weapon again. No, anymore. they're just like, "Yep, uh, we're going to use this thing and it's gone." Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess it failed them this time, kind of for the most part. I mean, there's yeah. a there's a big, like, drawback to this weapon that we'll get into. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's still, like, a cool thing to have, like, in your arsenal, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. 
So, uh, Scotty, meanwhile, is still attempting from the transporter console to rematerialize the scout, uh, uh, the pilot from the scout ship, who is still stuck in mid-transport due to interference from the Klingon attack. The Klingon ship, uh, it is now revealed, is commanded by Captain Koleth, and he hails the Enterprise and talks to them. So, let's take a moment to remember Koleth, because Koleth fucking rocks. Yeah. Uh, he was originally in TOS in The Trouble of Tribbles, and he reprised his role in this episode. Uh, but then he also reprised his role uh, looking totally different, the same actor and everything, uh, on DS9. Mm-hmm. And, like, with the new forehead ridges and everything, which is, like, one of the few guys who was actually, like, an original Klingon and then a modern Klingon as well. And I really liked what they did. Is it played by the same guy? Yep, same guy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was uh, James Doohan doing his voice. Oh no, so so yeah, no. And so this in this James Doohan does his voice. Oh, okay. But uh the guy who is in because this character is in The Trouble with Tribbles. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the original TOS episode, but then he's also later in DS9 mm. as like a 100-year-old Klingon yeah, warrior yeah. guy. Yeah, which and, rocks. And he fucking rocks. Um so uh yeah, he looks totally different in DS9 though and uh we remember that his crew got into a fist fight with the crew of the Enterprise in the Trouble with Tribbles when mm-hmm. we first see him. Uh, but then after that, he lived a long, full life and became a legendary Klingon warrior and leader, palling around with the likes of Kor and Kurzon. So that dude fucking partied honorably. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that he just is constantly getting in trouble with these Tribbles. Yeah, it is It is very strange. I mean, it's just this one guy he's always, like, crossing paths with, which is weird. Yeah. So, um, what, my, my very favorite uh, Koloth episode, or uh, uh, interaction ever is in DS9, where uh, he first meets Odo, and uh, Odo asks him, uh, how did you get in here? And he <laughs> says, I am Koloth. And Odo says, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> and Koloth says... Yes, it does, <laughs> which is the sickest thing you can possibly say. And it just like, yeah, going through and like reading that line, I'm like, God, I missed when Star Trek was like written like that to where mm-hmm. there's a bunch of like awesome characters who just like had huge personalities like that. Yeah. We missed Klingon episodes. Yeah, that, 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 that written where it makes sense for the characters to, and it, it's just fun. Yeah. Like this guy's a legend. He knows he's a fucking legend. Yeah. And he doesn't. And he doesn't fucking give a shit about any fucking cop ass bitch asking yeah, him, like asking Odo. him questions. Yeah, yeah he fucking like, smooth ass face bitch. Come yeah. at me. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I, you know, you want you want to know where I got the permission to do this? Right here. Yeah, just, and just looks tugs on his off. dick. Yeah. yeah. Right here. Both of his dicks. Yeah. I got I got your permission slip right here. It's my nuts, you see? <laughs> All four of them. Right in your mouth. Permission slip. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> Suck my dick. No, no, it just goes, I see everything is in order here, and then goes away. <laughs> <laughs> goes into his bucket and turns into a puddle of tears. Yeah. It's like, damn it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then when he finally thinks of what to say, he comes out and reconstitutes himself. I'm like, oh, Koloth left like <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah, he's like, he's what? been dead this whole time. Odo. <laughs> did I do a Picard? Did I, did I, did I, did I, uh, did I think about this for 30 years and, and, and resent it? Yeah, I guess so. So uh, Kirk demands uh, to Koloth that he release his ship. Koloth, in turn, demands that Kirk hand over the scout ship pilot. However, because the craft was Federation built, its pilot is under Kirk's protection. The only kind of protection Kirk will ever wear. 
Yeah. Uh, Koloth explains that the pilot has committed ecological sabotage, which is a sick name for like a grindcore band. I'd that say. would be, yeah. yeah. We're ecological sabotage. Yeah. We make songs about how capitalism sucks dick. One, two, three, four. <laughs> um, so he says uh, uh, that if he has to take... Uh, the prisoner by force, or not the prisoner, the, the scout ship pilot by force, he will. But then Kirk rebuts and says, the first Klingon to step aboard the ship will be the last Klingon, which is some spicy shit. Oh, yeah. A motherfucker that... Wish a motherfucker would. Yeah, straight up. Uh, I Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Which is what you gotta say to the Klingons, you know? You gotta come at them, because they yeah. come at you. And I get it. I and get they it. respect it. They do, they do. It's the Klingon hello. Yeah. As they say in Discovery. Yeah. And then summarily. Never say again. <laughs> nope. Um, so, uh, was, yeah, was it, was it the Klingon hello or the Vulcan hello? Because uh, it was about a Klingon attack or a Vulcan attacking a Klingon, right? Or something like that? No, I think, yeah, I think it was a Klingon hello. Yeah, since it's All like right. the, the Vulcan don't typically do that, but they recognize that they needed to. Yeah, and I thought the Vulcan hello had something more to do with, like, prostate orgasms. <laughs> yeah. Just doing the live long and prosper up your ass. Yeah, that's the hangdong and shocker, brother. Hells yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> Koloth explains that the pilot has committed ecological sabotage and that if he has to take him by force, he will. Uh, all that, cool. So, Koloth tells Kirk that he'll find that his phasers and weapons no longer work. Ahura breaks in and informs Spock and Kirk that she is losing contact with the robot ships holding grain because they're moving out of range, having not been affected by the stasis field. Realizing that they still have control of the ships, Kirk uh, breaks off communication with Koloth immediately, and Ahura is like, my pleasure. Uh, and then he orders Sulu to bring the ships back and have them ram the Klingon ship from different <laughs> angles. Which is a pretty, pretty... Good idea. It seems very, yeah. yeah, it's very Jim Kirk, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very risky, interesting maneuver. Space maneuver. <laughs> um, so Spock reminds Kirk that he cannot afford to lose the grain, the seeds, for the colonists. But Kirk tells his first officer he can afford less to lose the Enterprise because he's selfish. Kirk reestablishes contact with Kola's ship and again demands that he release the Enterprise. Koloth catches on to Kirk's plan and fires the stasis field at both approaching ships, but his ship's power is now overextended, and as it attempts to hold three ships at once in stasis, it fails. Suddenly, the stasis field releases the Enterprise and Koloth's ships fires at one of the robot ships, disabling its port nacelles. Koloth's ship veers off as their power cells are almost entirely exhausted. So with the Klingons gone, uh, Scotty is finally able to reintegrate the scout ship pilot uh, in the transporter, uh, which, I mean, has got to be the longest at this point it's ever taken anyone to get through, like, a transporter buffer. Yeah, that, I, I was about to say, like, it like it seems like almost like he would be lost. Yeah, he had to have been, right? Because, like, was he in the buffer or was he, like, I mean, like, yeah, I, I really don't get what happened. Yeah. <clears throat> And also, like, since, like, everything around there and all, like, their their energy fields and everything were destroyed, it should have turned off the transporter, too, you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Just thinking, doing that thinking thing you're not supposed to be doing. 
Yep. <laughs> um, so with the Klingons gone, Scotty's finally able to reintegrate the scout ship pilot in the transporter. Dr. McCoy, Spock, and Kirk arrive in the transporter room just as he materializes, revealing none other than Cyrano Jones, uh, who's the guy from The Trouble with Dribbles, mm-hmm. as we probably remember. Was that played by the same guy? What do you mean? Uh, same voice actor? Same car- same actor? Um, I think so, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, because he's got, like, the same, like, boisterous voice. That can't be any other yeah. voice actors on here. Like, he's got, like, a very almost, like, Matt Berry type, Hello, everybody! <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Um, he sounds like a, maybe a, a Santa Claus impersonator or something. Mm. Yeah, right? So, uh, he's already met Koloth before and the crew of the Enterprise before. This is literally, like, all the same characters from the previous Tribbles episode, which is weird. It's very odd. It doesn't it's like, make sense because it's like very <laughs> entirely separate stories. And it and it's and it is funny like how you know you people when people say like oh yeah like the sequel is basically just a retread of the original. Mm-hmm. This is just a retread of uh, absolutely just a re- like yeah yeah it's it's shorter it's a little more succinct yeah um, the the triples do something different the triples do do something different instead yeah. of instead of like getting to be a lot of them there get to be a lot of them but in a different way yes so (laughs) yeah that that is weird yeah so there's like balloons or something yeah they they literally they just rebooted the episode so next we get a captain's log captain's log supplemental uh captain's log suppository (laughs) uh our rescue effort has given us some knowledge of the new klingon weapon and the presence of cyrano jones intergalactic trader and general nuisance. <laughs> I, I kind of like that ex- explanation. Of it. That's, yeah. That's pretty good. Hmm. That, that is a good, like... He's a, he's a little bit like a hairy mud type of... Yeah. Nuisance, yeah. So, Jones greets friend Kirk, only to get a bitter reply reminding him about breaking the law by transporting am- animals proven harmful. Jones declares that these are safe tribbles, as they are incapable of reproducing. <laughs> so how, how do you think he uh, how do you think he made that happen? Do you think he like chewed their balls off or something? Well, I think he yeah, he must have like castrated them and did like the sheep castration, just takes the hot things and gets Oh yeah. Or I mean like the, the old way of castration was they did it with their teeth. Mm. Yeah. And ate it ate the balls. One would hope. <laughs> you 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 gonna eat that? You eating that still? You just you just gonna let that go to waste? Have you seen the guy that's online? That's like all he does is like eat, oh, eat testicles and stuff. Eat testicles. And, the guy and who obviously dick. has like parasites. Yeah, he looks like he's a parasite. It looks like it looks like parasites took over his body a long time ago. Mm. And he's just like uh, in the uh, TNG episode um, conspiracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just going to, like, be walking down the street, and his body will start shuddering, mm-hmm. and then it'll just fall apart into uh, a million little worms, and then they'll all scurry away. That's my fetish. <laughs> I need I'll, to pause this real quick and go do something. How dare you? <laughs> um, so, um, Jones, Cyrano Jones, says he had the uh, Tribbles genetically engineered for compatibility with humanoid ecology. Hmm. Uh, Kirk inquires as to why uh, Cyrano Jones left Space Station K-7, knowing full well he could not have cleaned up all the tribbles there by now as he was ordered to do. 
Jones reveals that he found some help, a triple predator known as Glomer, which he holds up and then puts on the ground, and it Hmm. looks super fucked up. It does look pretty gross. It's like this thing with like six legs and like a weird discus head, and it's all (laughs) pink and shit. The thing's like a, 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 it's gross as fuck. Yeah, they're just like, you know what, let's do a little body horror in this episode Mm -hmm. as a treat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little like uh, those crab things on um, uh, Half Life. It's a little like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I and mean, we never see it again, which is also funny. We see it a couple times in the episode. No, but I mean, like throughout the series. Oh yeah. But then again, I don't think we is there. There, oh, there is another triple episode. Uh, tri- uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah. but hmm. would you have sex with a triple? Doesn't that happen in one of the short treks? Like I haven't watched the short track. Uh, me either. Like I think, like I think it's H. John Benjamin or something. Or oh, I love H. John Benjamin. I'm pretty sure it's him, but yeah, he f- he fucks a triple. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I do. They, what do, what genitals do they have? Like, is there a hole? Only one way to find out. Like, do they just lay eggs? Do they have a clockula? What are they called? Clockula. Cockula. That ain't milk in there. <laughs> that ain't milk. But like, I mean, uh, someone milked it, but a milk. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what they got going on. Mm-hmm. So, Kirk then inquires as to why the Klingons are chasing him. To which Jones replies, "How should I know? Klingons have notoriously bad tempers." <laughs> uh, um, Kirk brings up Colas' mention of ecological sabotage, to which Jones stumbles around until he confesses that he sold Tribbles on a Klingon planet, but claims to not have known that it was a Klingon planet. Kirk states to Jones that according to Federation computer files, he was in violation of three Federation mandates and 47 local ones. Hmm. Uh-oh, he's breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. They sure have a lot of laws in, in the Federation, man. They do. I don't like that. Yeah, they're just, try, they're just trying to send people to jail. Right? To prison colonies. Yeah. They're, what they're, do you think they... That's probably how they, like, build starships and shit. That's mm. where they make the replicators is the fucking prison colonies. Yeah. The, re- the replicators are actually just, like, like uh, just like prisoners quickly. A bunch made. of guys. <laughs> yeah. There's it's like, like a, an el- Santa's elf workshop, basically. Yeah, there's a huge there's a huge kitchen making all different kinds of food. Like, quickly, we need nachos right now. <laughs> this guy's like, oh, my God. We gotta put the order out in half a second or we lose. <laughs> transport it, transport it. Yeah, that's that's a fun idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or there really is just like because isn't that the, like the premise that happens in um and um Harry Potter? It turns out like it's the elves that are secretly making all the food. Like it's not magic that makes the food; it's the elves. I don't care about Harry Potter at all. <laughs> it is. Terrible. Yep. So Kirk states to Jones that according to Federation computer files, he's in violation of a ton of laws. So Kirk confines Jones until they complete their mission, after which he says he will be turned over to the proper authorities. Are not... Why aren't the Klingons the proper authorities here? He broke a law on a Klingon planet, and they're trying to bring him to justice for that. That's true. But they're like, no, he's part of the Federation, but he broke Klingon laws. I don't don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, he should be he should be brought back to um to uh to the Klingons to de- for them to decide what the, what his fate will be. Mm-hmm. Eh, we'll see. Yep. So um, weird though. I feel like everything Jones is doing really is just like crimes of poverty, right? Like, dude mm-hmm. needs money. 
and like you don't need money in the federation yeah like and like what is he getting out of like doing being forced to do all these like highly elaborate schemes um, <laughs> like I, I is he just, is a he just starship like, that they just blew up is he drawn just to, is he is he compelled just to do schemes all the time yeah may, yeah maybe he's just like one of those guys who likes to fuck around and then find out no he doesn't like to find out he just likes to fucking <laughs> around yeah the finding out's the worst part it really is that's i, I wish there wasn't that stage of life the finding out <laughs> so the senior staff conducts a meeting in the briefing room where mccoy confirms jones claim that the new tribbles cannot reproduce they just get fat jim <laughs> <laughs> which, which brings like yeah since they can't so, fuck they uh, all they do is eat yeah it's a it's like an uh, italian woman when she turns 55 just gets fat out of nowhere jim i have no <laughs> idea it's just like my ex-wife she had a she had a vowel or a, a, a fucking at the end of her name and at 55 i tell you she just blew up like a goddamn hippo i couldn't even find her <laughs> pussy much less do anything to it how dare she do this to me <laughs> I found her on Getter. <laughs> the way she like she was said she was able to take my unvaccinated sperm, but I couldn't even find the hole, Jim. I'll tell you, <laughs> I couldn't find the damn hole. Just be busting in her belly button. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stoma, Jim. It was a damn stoma the entire time. So, um, the scene, um. Kirk is more concerned about this new Klingon weapon than the Tribbles. Spock explains that it is an energy-sapping field of great strength. He says it immobilizes a starship and its weapons capabilities, but apparently it also renders the projecting ship nearly helpless at the same time due to its energy use. Uh, Scotty um, uh, pipes in, and Spock is super dismissive, saying... Uh, isn't that what I just said? <laughs> and it's like the rudest shit ever. It's it so weird and bad. Uh, despite the practical disadvantage the weapon poses to the Klingons, it does have logical applications, though, Spock says. But the, the key question is, how long does it take to recharge? Right, what's the refractory period on um, on that weapon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who do you think has the longer refractory period? Do you think it's humans or Vulcans? Uh, Vulcans, because they only they only like. Well, that's Ponfar. You're going to talk about Ponfar, but Ponfar is only one type of sex they have. It's true. They can have Ponfar just like regular sex. Ponfar just has to happen once every seven years, mm. whereas regular sex doesn't have to happen, like humans' regular sex. So, yeah. so Ponfar for them is really just a bonus slash mental illness that makes them go mad and die every seven years if they don't come everywhere god i wish it were me right yeah oh i guess it kind of is i mean yeah <laughs> i mean you've never tried to not come for seven years much less seven hours yeah like which is weird because you're here usually for about eight hours so it's true and I, I'm at work for 10 hours. I, I really wonder what goes on in my bathroom sometimes. <laughs> but you know what? You know what they say? Don't ask, don't tell. And don't use the, don't use the towels that are in there. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell, don't use your own towels. Yes, <laughs> don't use your own towels. Uh, that cum trees are always blooming. <laughs> always. They're always, that's what you smell. That's the, <laughs> just that cum tree. Don't worry about it. Yep. 
Uh, so, concerned that the Klingons will attempt to destroy the remaining robot ship uh, when they return and destroy all the grain, Kirk inquires to the status of the first damaged ship. Scotty notes that they have transported all of the grain off the ship and onto the Enterprise, severely limiting their movement capabilities. So, as that's good, they have the quinoa for the for the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why didn't they? They should have just transported the Tribbles into space. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like they already know or, or contained them. Like this is the sequel, so like they already dealt with the with the Tribble problem. Yeah, but now they're doing something different. Yeah, but like they still know the Tribbles are dangerous. True. Like they're just like, okay, yeah, we we dealt with these little fuckers, like these little fucking little assholes. Mm-hmm. It was a pain in the ass. Like, uh, we should just like not even like entertain the idea of like trying to trying to like. So- I gotta say, I think this is the one time where I feel like Neelix would actually be helpful to the crew. What, do you think he would eat them? Oh, he would be like, Oh, Mr. Vulcan, of course, I, I know a wonderful recipe for, <laughs> for Tribble Stew. You just, all I have to do is cut their dicks off, like uh, the, 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 the oyster abductor muscle, and then I uh, just throw them in the pot. Just because, you, the know, pot. you know, their dick is very poisonous. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> and you know, that would make sense, too, if, like they, if they had, like, a Tribble food source on Voyager, they would have an endless food supply. That's very true. And Neelix would just be like cooking up triple stew the entire for the entire like five years that they were out there. That would actually be an amazing recurring joke if they were just like tribbles again. Fucking triple lasagna. <laughs> yeah. I just think, or or if or if they had like a, a Bubba Bubba Gump type character, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, you got fried triple, you got tri- boiled triple, you, you got uh, pan fried triple, you got sauteed triple, <laughs> you got you got baked triple, you got double baked triple, you got bo- double baked triple stuff triple. That's when you stuff your dick in there, and push, <laughs> push some of that some of that uh, unvaccinated cum up in there. You, you got know? triple off the bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got chocolate triple. You got triple with chocolate sauce. You got dark chocolate triple. You got triple filled with my sperm. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? The triple. triple uh, dark dark bu- chocolate. Dark, dark, covered dark, triple. D- d- dark chocolate triple. <laughs> dark chocolate triple. Um. <clears throat> so concerned. Uh, no, I already got that. So. The shuttle bay of the uh, Enterprise, the extra cargo holds, and all of the corridors are all overfilled with barrels of grain. Back on the bridge, the ship's sensors detect the Klingon battlecruiser once again. Kirk orders the other robot ship full of grain to change course and act as a decoy as the Enterprise begins evasive maneuvers. The Klingon cruiser veers off and attacks the robot ship, disabling it's nacelles as well. So now neither of their robot ships are mobile. What are they going to do? What are they going to do with all the, all that grain? Are they going to get it there? The cruiser changes course <laughs> back to the Enterprise and fires upon it. Oh, no. As a result of the attack, the grain barrels in the corridors of the Enterprise break open. And the Tribbles roaming freely around the ship for some fucking reason. Yeah. I know. They didn't even try to do anything. With no. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just like, they should have just sealed them in the transporter room and either beam them out to space or beam them to like a fucking, I don't know, the brig or something like yeah. someplace they could have contained them. Yeah. At no point was anyone like, 
Hey, remember Tribbles? Remember how they uh fuck it, fucked everything up? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just let's just keep going with that. Like, yeah, maybe put them in stasis or something. Yeah, or just there. if they're not gonna kill them, them yeah, like, eat them. <laughs> like, them. That's what I'm saying. It's like you need a Neelix to be like, oh, I know just how to slaughter these motherfuckers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, delicious. <laughs> Well, we used to fuck them and eat them on my home planet in that order sometimes. <laughs> you know, I like to say I like to say that it that it gave a little little extra flavor <laughs> and kind of and kind of and kind of tenderized a little bit, you I, know. I wonder if this is what Kess tastes like. I wouldn't know she doesn't let me hit. <laughs> she doesn't let me come inside. She don't let me do nothing. <laughs> she she says she three so I gotta get, that's why I gotta go to the Tribble, you see. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it on my home planet. Going to the Tribble when the wife the wife won't put nothing out. You just go down to the Tribble. Go down to the Tribble pits. <laughs> tribble pits. Just dive in dick first. <laughs> you, just, you, you pay the man five space dollar. <laughs> five space dollar. He say, he say hey, take, take, take as much as you want. Take your time, friend. Take your time. You know, there's nothing but tribbles, and you know they're all ready to fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that sounds like a Talaxian to me. Yeah, why not? It sounds like Neelix more than anything. Can you imagine if Neelix sounded like Emerald or something? <laughs> <laughs> just like that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would that would be pretty tight. If he was just like, if he, or he just had like, yeah, did a really thick Cajun accent, and just was like, and, and like, oh, down on the bayou. I, I, all the Talaxias buy you. I always thought that they should have a uh, like a, a Cajun Vulcan. Mm. I think that would work really well. Yeah, because, I mean, we already have, like, Scottish and, like, just, like, they already have, like, American accents oh, yeah. and British she, accents. You see, down there on the bayou, we got the, them infinite combinations. So we got the infinite possibilities. You, you, you see, now. You see our, our, our relationship with the universe is what I'm talking about right here. You see, so the way we see ourselves, the great, great part of whole that, see. It's a beautiful thing now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the galaxy like a bayou. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world a bayou. You, 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 ever, you ever think, hey, hey, maybe this whole galaxy kind of like a gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we got all sorts of different people in there. We got the crawfish, we got the crab, we got the, we got the mussels, we got the potatoes, we got the corn. We got all we got all these different ingredients. And you those are representative of the people over in the galaxy. Now, you, you ever see one of them one of them Kelpians? You gonna tell me that ain't no crawdad? That ain't crawdad. Now. I don't care. No one that, that, that now. I, I see tons of crawdad in my life down by you. Know what I'm saying? That motherfucker crawdad. And you just add the spices, which is like ideology, and you put the, put a little bit of blah. And you put the brought in there, and that and that all come together now. That that's what that's 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 the thread that binds us to each other. It, it's it's the spices and the brought. Yeah, she Starfleet is like a roux, a real dark roux though. <laughs> a real dark roux now. now. You, you got that, you got that real flavor. You don't got that smoky. Yeah, get it all nice and going. Get the get and gotta get that bar on now. Get the bar on. Mm. Come together all nice. Put it out. Give it to people, and then she guess who's eating it. Eat other people eating it. Other people taking in that stew, and that's a beautiful thing now. Fucking triple. Love that meat. Fucking triple. Good, good meat. Good Fuck eating. triple, you know? Good, 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 good eating. eating. You know, it's a, it's a old old American propaganda word shit. Eating good in the neighborhood. You know, good in the neighborhood. Baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. And that's a thing, you know? You know, life is too short just for eating gumbo. You also got to fuck a triple every now and again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe after we'll kill that dribble, eat his gumbo. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, put it in the gumbo with everybody else now. You, you live your life. You it's a tie life. that binds. The tie that binds. <laughs> oh, that's that's a very positive thing. Yeah, very positive. Triple fucking and gumbo and eating. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. The tribbles roaming freely around the ship began to eat the spilled grain uh, and grow immensely fatter in size. <laughs> they grow too large, in fact, for the glomer to eat, which is also roaming freely around the corridors <laughs> yeah. to effectively devour the tribbles. Yeah, did they just like think like, okay, don't worry, we got the glomer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 100%. They, they were like, just like, it's fine, the glomer will take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... Uh, this is like neoliberal politics explained. Yeah. It's like uh, you have an entire system of, of beings and then you're like, hey, what if um, what if we have like one guy? He'll <laughs> take care of his... his yeah, what if we just... This we, guy we, knows what he's talking about. Yeah, we just have, we just have uh, this glomer, like have a very rudimentary like uh, exp- uh, understanding of, of law. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll fix the whole triple system. He'll fix, the whole, he'll fix the whole triple system. He's Don't worry. Yeah. Let's just let him, let him do his thing and will and, and, and not try to oversee him at all. <laughs> and meanwhile, that, glo- that glomer, he'd be struggling. You know what I'm saying? Glama did 9-11. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So the Enterprise returns fire on Cola's ship, which uh, quickly withdraws. Um, With the second robot grain ship also disabled, Kirk is forced to use a tractor beam to tow the vessel. Spock fears this was Cola's intention all along, as he forced the Enterprise to expend additional power to tow the robot ship kind of evening the odds there with mm. power usage. So Kirk asks Spock if he has any ideas, and Spock says he has a lot of sexual ideas right now, <laughs> but he probably shouldn't say them aloud. And Kirk is like, maybe write them down for later. Write them down where yeah. HR can't hear you. <laughs> um, so uh, Spock says uh, maybe they can throw the tribbles at the Klingons. And Jim is like... Uh, or Kirk is like, uh, uh, Vulcans aren't known for their humor. And Spock is like, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was a goddamn joke. Yeah. See my fucking face, homie? Yeah, yeah. Do I look like I'm laughing, bitch? Do I? Yeah. What, am I a clown to you? <laughs> yeah. Do I make you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been amazing if he did that scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, am I here to amuse you? So uh, Scotty warns Kirk that this is not his only problem as he also has hepatitis V, <laughs> which is what the series V is about. Oh. Yeah, most people don't know that. I never knew. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Scotty work. V for hepatitis. <laughs> hepatitis, <laughs> hepatitis V, dog. It's, it's actually hepatitis 5. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, it, which and it, and V was also 5 and V for Vendetta. He was patient 5. Oh, that's or something right. or, or something five. Yeah. Cool. Remember, remember. Hepatitis. Hepatitis November. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I call November. The 11th month to me is hepatitis November. It's like, damn <laughs> it. Got to gotta remember hepatitis. 
It's like mo- 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 a lot of people do like the NoFap November. Mm-hmm. I just get hepatitis every yeah. year. <laughs> no big thing. No big deal. Don't, make, don't like to make a big ceremony out of it, you know. At this point, it's just it's just like normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's part of my culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Enterprise. Um, <clears throat> uh, so where are we here? Boop, boop, boop. So Spock fears this was Kola's intention all along to drain them of power. Uh, Scotty warns Kirk that this is not his only problem, as the Tribbles are eating all of the grain in the corridors from the broken containers. Alarmed, Kirk requests that Cyrano Jones is to report to the bridge immediately. He's too busy sucking dick in the sonic showers. (laughs) He's like, oh, I didn't know you guys had group showers here. (laughs) Oh, the (laughs) co-ed? I don't really like the pussy, but I'll try anything once. (laughs) Um, So Jones arrives on the bridge and innocently offers Kirk some uh, Bissian flame gems. Sounds racist. Yeah. Uh, Kirk explains that his tribbles are all over the ship, coming everywhere, and getting fat. And uh, Jones is like, me of the tribbles! Whoa! <laughs> wowie, wowie! Um, so, uh, and worse, Kirk says, they're eating all of the Quinto Triticale. Tri- 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 I don't know what this word is. <laughs> Kirk pushes a large Tribble off of his chair, which is something, it's the second time he's pushed a Tribble off his chair. It's like a recurring joke in this mm-hmm. episode, and it's pretty funny. Uh, Koloth's battlecruiser once again returns, forcing Kirk to release the robot ship and prepare his ass for battle. <laughs> and maybe a dick, who knows? Who knows? You know what? Night is young. The night is young, and so am I, babe. I mean, it's always night in space, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly. Uh, so Kirk asks if this is the ecological sabotage the Klingons are so mad about. Kirk orders all non-combatants off the motherfucking bridge. Captain's log supplemental. The Klingon ship under command of Captain Koloth is forcing us into battle for custody for Cyrano Jones for reasons still unknown. I mean... And uh, Koloth calls. He's like, maybe I could do just like every other weekend. <laughs> Actually, so, so Koloth's vo- voice is something we need to talk about because it's super funny. It's obviously yeah. done by James Doohan. Yes. And he's like, hello, I am Koloth. Hello, I'm Koloth. <laughs> yeah, he's got a super high, weird voice like apparently fucking Abraham Lincoln was supposed to have. <laughs> And it's like really distracting, but it's also funny. Yeah, because and also he says things very mo- like with a ver- with like like a monotone. Yeah, like, but monotone, but like really high up. Yes, like it was kind of out of James Doohan's register, but he was still <laughs> like going for it. But he could only keep that one tone. <laughs> like, how dare you, Captain Kirk? Um, how fun. dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Um, so. Captain's log supplemental. Um, we already got that, right? Did we already do that? Yeah, to, so. to custody. That's right. Yeah. We talked about custody. I think they should hand him over. Obviously. Oh, yeah. So the Enterprise fires a photon torpedo just moments before the uh, Koloth fires his stasis field. The field in the torpedo cross paths, and the torpedo is destroyed, and the Enterprise becomes caught in the path of the stasis field as well. Koloth once again hails Kirk, stating that he will be taking control of his ship now, and his ass. (laughs) Your ass is mine. Um, 
So, uh, and he will also be demanding the release of Jones to him. Mm -hmm. So Koloth, which he should, yeah, definitely. He's a criminal. So Koloth hails Kirk and says he'll be taking Cyrano now. And Kirk says, nah, boy, because he's a Federation citizen and entitled to Federation protection. And by that, he means condoms. (laughs) (laughs) And as much as it pains him, he must refuse the request because he, he wants to see him die, and he and and he, uh, he must he must wear the condoms <laughs> at all even times, though, even though he he claims he has an allergy. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't care. I like it when it has a rash. <laughs> <laughs> Those bumps just add texture, baby. They just add texture. It's ribbed for everybody's pleasure now, <laughs> except you. Except you, Cyrano, you don't deserve the pleasure. But do you, you? Do you, you little bitch? But what? But you will be ribbed after I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably have a couple broken ones too. I want my baby back, baby, <laughs> baby back. <laughs> Chili's baby back ribs. Uh, so the Enterprise fires a photon torpedo moments before uh, we already got that. Koloth hails Kirk and says he'll be taking Cyrano now. And Kirk says, nah, he's got my protection. Spock asks if he's going to sit down and Kirk says he'll stand is a triple too large to move is sitting on his captain's chair. Completing the joke because jokes come in threes. This is the third time it's happened. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, we just got to keep milking this. It's like, okay, how, or we got to fill 22 minutes. How many times can we do this joke again? <laughs> it's like the fourth time. It's just like, uh, hey, Captain, do you want to enter the bridge? No, I'm good. And there's just one that's too big. Yeah. But yeah so, um, Koloth now orders uh, his second commander, who sounds like uh, someone's aunt who like has lung cancer. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, implement boarding plan C. And he's like, very well, Commander. <laughs> uh, his, his voice is super funny. Just, yeah, it definitely sounds like 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 they they haven't discovered like lung cancer yet. No, they're not like <laughs> Cuba, who has a uh, a lung cancer vaccine no. that we uh, refuse to to get because we have embargoes on them. That's really cool. That's very cool. Um, so Kirk orders Scott to implement emergency defense plan B, which you know what that is. A pill that prevents pregnancies. <laughs> the morning after pill. Uh, just as Klingon troops approach their transporter room, the door bursts open and the room fills with cum. <laughs> just lots of cum. Just sorry about that. I've been holding it in for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it uh, pans over to Spock and he's like, and that gentleman is Pond Far. <laughs> And that's why we call it Pond Far. <laughs> so um, the room actually just fills with enormous tribbles that had been beamed over from the Enterprise. That's a p- clever plan. Mm. So Kirk hails Koloth one last time and asks if he wishes to surrender. Koloth, unaware of what uh, action has been taken against the ship, re the tribbles, once again rejects his request. Suddenly, from behind him, an enormous tribble rolls through the bridge and shuts him up. Well, silly cartoon music plays. It's like, <laughs> whoop, bum, 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 bum. It's really dumb. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Ish. we love it, though. I mean, it's very, like, Hanna-Barbera silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, roll, roll. Uh, so Koloth breaks down and explains that the reason they want Cyrano Jones so badly is because he stole a Klingon genetic construct, uh, the only one with unvaccinated semen. <laughs> it's called, it's called, we made something called Gitter. <laughs> <laughs> he stole it and now he can't get the unvaccinated cum. Need it. Yeah, this is, uh. It's the original one. We have Gitter 2, but it doesn't quite work as well. This one is called Gitter 1. This has in-app purchases where you can where you can where you can join a ranking system. With the more cum you buy, the higher on the ranking system you are. I I was I was number 4 before he stole it, and now I must have dropped in ranking <laughs> because I am unable to buy more cum. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it makes me wonder how um how like uh, how many mobile mobile games they play in the Star Trek future? I'm gonna guess zero. Why? Why would you say that? Uh, they don't seem to ever really play games. Uh, excuse me. Have you ever seen literally the TNG episode The Game? Yes, yes. But like that was like a that was like a special thing. But you never see like Wesley or like them just sitting on the bridge and then just like or like in what, do you, Riker, what, what Riker. do you think they're doing when they're not working on the bridge? There, do you think they're I mean, the, the fucking everything's automated. What do you think they're tapping on on their screens? Mm, yeah, I can just, see that. They're just playing mobile games. Riker's just playing Candy Crush. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> he's uh, he's more of a bejeweled man. Mm. Oh, he's playing Leisure Suit Larry, the mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I, th I think I will take your clothes off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, he's like Googling like cheat codes, Leisure Suit Larry. All nude, naked. Yeah. Nude patch. <laughs> all, all he plays is just like the, uh, the the hack of Tomb Raider where you get to see her boobs. <laughs> yeah. Just like, looking yeah, at the, yeah at show them to me, Laura. Show them to me. Looking at this at the triangle low-res boobs with like with like square little nipples on them. He's just like, yes. Cut comes just dripping down his leg, getting <laughs> caught in the hair and matting like a feral cat. <laughs> and since Worf is stationed right behind him, Worf can just look over and see and just shakes his head like... <laughs> that is not honorable. That is not honorable. Um, He's seriously getting off on those, on those triangle low-res boobs. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he does not have a, a warrior's honor. He does not jerk off to hentai like I do. <laughs> You know Worf loves hentai. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's such a fucking hentai guy. But only, like, the samurai type ones. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think he reads the, uh, the, the like, the, the hentai books, the manga? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's more into the story, because I think the story is what turns him on, so. I think you're right, and I think you're right. There has to be, like, some honor element or mm -hmm. something for him to, to bust nuts. Yeah, to bust it. To bust all his nuts, all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all busting at once. <laughs> nutcracker, nutcracker ballet of her. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Koloth demands um, that they have the glomer back, as it was designed to be a treble predator. Noting that uh, they are even prepared to go to war if they have to. It's that fucking bad. Damn. Koloth explains that they need it in order to grow more from it so they may rid the Klingon planet the Jones sold Tribbles on before they are completely overrun. 
and destroy its ecology, which Jones had unwittingly sabotaged. Man, Jones fucking sucks. Yeah, Jones sucks. Like that's and and he's an eco terrorist, man. Yeah, and most of all, he's just a capitalist mm. little scumbag. True, he's a he's a fucking um um uh what do you call it the the golden black. He's a fucking mm-hmm. anarcho capitalist. This guy. Yeah, he's just all he cares about is his profit margin. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, fuck you guys, and I don't co- give a shit. And coming in a pile of tribbles. <laughs> so um, this time, now that he knows what's really at stake, Kirk concurs with Colet's request and orders Scotty to transport the, uh, what's the thing called? Uh, the glomer. Glomer, yeah. The, I want to call it the Gorgon. <laughs> um, the glomer uh, over to the Klingon ship as well. Jones objects to Kirk's request, stating that under space salvage laws, the glomer is his. However, Scotty notes that a planet's surface is now cover uh, is not covered by these laws, so the only way he can stay with the glomer is to be transported with it onto the Klingon ship. Jones relents because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want to be fucked by a bunch of Klingons. Upon receiving the glomer, Kola's ship releases the Enterprise. Oh boy. Despite their encounter with the new Klingon weapon, Kirk establishes that the stasis field is not as effective as they'd thought uh, because the power drain is too high and it takes too long for the Klingon ship to recover to make the thing practical. But, you know, they could just make a more powerful engine. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, who's to say that can't work in the future? Yeah, definitely. So McCoy, meanwhile, makes a further analysis of Jones' genetically engineered tribbles only to determine that it was a slipshod procedure at best. It seems that he was only able to keep them from reproducing, not slow down their metabolism. And it's determined that these giant tribbles are in fact just large colonies of tribbles. That's which to disgusting. Me, which to me sounds like they have been reproducing, right? Yeah, they've clearly been reproducing. And that's also like, that is absolutely nasty. That, that is, is so just... gross. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a rat king. Yeah, they're just like, how can we make tribbles more to more grosser like okay let's make it so there's one there what if they're what if they're held together by all their cum (laughs) and what if there's what if there's like they're actually parasitic and just like they get really fat and there's like and then one dies and then bursts a bunch of other (laughs) (laughs) yeah what if yeah yeah okay uh say say you know you have a a furry throw pillow on your couch right (laughs) now what would happen if it was stuck together a bunch of other pillows just like that, <laughs> but just cemented and cum. Just cemented and cum. Just Why not? Just cemented and cum. Smells like cum. Tastes like cum. Looks like cum. Cum. It is cum. It's cum. Um, <laughs> so uh, on board Kola's ship, the crew attempt to use their recovered glomer on the tribbles infesting their engine room. The door opens and an enormous tribble stands blocking the door. Um, cowed from its previous failures aboard the Enterprise and uh, cowering from the Tribbles, the Glomer flees in terror. (laughs) Koloth commiserates that Kirk, that uh, he he goes, uh, Oh, no, no, that tin-plated excuse for a starship captain. He has done it again. (laughs) He's got me again. Bent over a barrel Eating my ass. <laughs> oh, he's got two fingers in there and he's found the prostate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Leisure suit Larry time. <laughs> so, uh, 
Back in the Enterprise's corridor, McCoy uses a simple shot of neothylene to force the triple colonies to break down into their individual units with a slower metabolic rate, ensuring once and for all truly safe tribbles. There's no safe tribbles, people. The mm-hmm. only safe tribbles is abstinence. The only safe tribble is a ditch. <laughs> yeah, right? It's the only good tribble, baby. So Kirk looks up a Jeffrey's tube and tells McCoy that he missed one. But McCoy's like, no, I got that one. Uh, just as it breaks apart and falls all over Kirk, covering him in a pile of tribbles. Of, of cum-covered tribbles. Uh, yep, and he's once again buried in tribbles and their big, juicy, furry loads. Uh, it, they did the thing again where he was covered in tribbles last time. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. They did, like, the exact same shot, but this time in a cartoon of him being like, oh, boy, covered in tribbles. It was something else. So Kirk just stands there up to his armpits and tribbles again and can only lament, saying, someday I'll learn. (laughs) As he sheds a tear and uh, sparks up a cigarette and reaches for the gun behind his back. He goes to flavor country. He puts... The gun in his mouth says goodbye. (laughs) It's been an honor serving with each and every one of you. Speaking to the tribbles, of course. Yes. And then he blows his brains out all over the Enterprise floor. Really has been the time of your life. That's the song he sings. R.I.P. Jim Kirk. (laughs) He sang that song because he was graduating middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's the end of the episode. Yeah. What do you think? It was pretty good. No, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was basically just the same fucking episode. I I, I like the Klingon. Klingon was a fun touch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like um, James Doohan doing like a high-pitched Klingon voice. Yeah, that was silly. And um, Jake Clapper, yeah, Jake Clapper, Anthony Anderson, <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. All of those people who were born at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy is the official spokesman of Getter, which was like the app that, that like why they needed to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Get her come. Get her come. Get her come. God, that's that's genius. You really need to like appro- like reach out to get her mm-hmm. and and pitch that. No, <laughs> I'll pitch something. All right, I'll, I'll pitch a tent. Pitch a tent. Pitch a tent. Get a big boner. Get a be the pitcher. They'll be the catcher. Yeah. Yeah. I I miss uh, no one. No one ever talks about pitchers and catchers anymore in gay no. terms. I mean, only only straight people. Like, I've never been on Grinder and been like, people are like, "Hey, I'm a catcher." <laughs> like, what? Yep. What are you like a bug catcher? That's fucked up, man. I don't, I'm not. I'm not into that shit at all. And they're like, "No, no, no." Like, you're the pitcher. I'm like, I, "What?" <laughs> I think that's just showing the decline of baseball with the new generation. Oh, I mean, the in the gay community, really. Yeah, it's in like the gay because because you no longer. But I think also just in general, like no one really cares about baseball anymore. Oh no, I care about baseball. Yeah. I don't care about baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, but I mean, so the thing about baseball and um, them kind of losing the gay community is uh, a couple full. So first off, pants are no longer as tight. Big problem, mm. right? So no, no bulges. Yeah, no, 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 no big bulges. Everyone's wearing a cup now. No one mm. likes that. I want to see. I want to see some dong. Okay. Yeah. First off, dong. We need more dong. Uh, second off, sports are for straight people. That's true. Uh, and and 
they're off. The only reason gays were ever into sports is so they could like have gay anonymous sex in a dugout. Mm. That's why they were into baseball. And also, you know, baseball bats, if you train your ass enough, can be used as very effective and interesting sex toys. Okay. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> also, a catcher's, a catcher's mitt, if you're creative, can also be turned into a ingenious and creative and leathery and difficult but rewarding sex toy. Mm. And then later a puppet, if you want. I prefer to think of it as a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Because it requires two people to operate. And it's basically acting as a mop. Yeah. And, and I mean, someone has to have their hand at my ass for it to work. So. <laughs> and they're controlling me. Yeah. Uh, and I sing the Rainbow Connection, too. So it's definitely a Muppet. <laughs> definitely a Muppet. But I think what we're saying is we need to bring back baseball terms to describe uh, gay liaisons. Um and uh, we need to have this guy not do... I mean, I'm sure he's dead now, but hopefully he won't write another triple episode that's exactly the same. No, I hope you will. I hope yeah. he comes back for Strange New Worlds. Mm. Oh, yeah, we have a t- chance for the... Uh, I guess they didn't technically encounter the triples yet. No, that's true. Fuck. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Mm. Yet. 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 Yeah, why not have a fucking triple or two? I mean, they could do it in the last season of Discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't really get, we need a we need a triple in yeah current day yeah if like if like they did show in discovery like the triples are now like sentient and speak. You know what would be amazing mm-hmm. is if the next episode of Picard is just uh, at lore and um, and Jordy dealing with triples. Yeah, That's that'd be it. funny if they just do they just decide, decide to. Uh, um, do, like as we were saying, you know, do a silly episode mm-hmm. and just like decide to have it where they're just like tribbles. But it turns out they're just solving a triple mystery on the holodeck. Yeah, I can see Lord just like his his solution to the triple problem is just start biting them and <laughs> eating them. Yeah, he's like, I can eat anything. And he just has like he just has like a garbage disposal inside of his stomach that just like grinds it into a paste. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like, triple paste is just leaking out all of his orifices. <laughs> it just shoots out of him. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a um like a uh, like a wood chipper. <laughs> he's just like, just like this, this pink paste that's, that looks like the uh, you know the uh, the chicken McNugget paste. He's <laughs> yeah. just like leaking out of all of his holes. He's <laughs> like, all right, get some of that. That's some good eating. Uh, yeah, it just looks like a strawberry soft serve ice cream. Mm. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's just eating it. Would you just, Would you rather fuck a, a dead triple or an ice cream cone? Ice cream cone. Why? Because dead things freak me out. <laughs> ice cream cone ain't alive. Yeah, but it's inanimate. Huh. Yeah. It never was alive. <laughs> Damn it. That's what you think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd give this episode like a, a four out of ten. Yeah, it's it's kind of forgettable and unnecessary. I mean, like it's for the kids, you know. Yeah. Like the kids who are like, I remember tribbles. Yeah, this this is some some baby ass shit. Baby ass shit. <laughs> We're grown ass adults. <laughs> this is Star Trek for fucking babies. We're adults that want adult show. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch this, we're gonna take your lunch money and beat you up. Fucking bitch. Yeah, and we're gonna buy double lunch with it. <laughs> Cause it's pizza Wednesday. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. 
Yeah, you heard me. Pizza wins. To, oh <laughs> shit! Today's it's almost Friday already. Ah well. Yeah. yeah. Wednesdays are for beheadings, though, not pizza. You know that. Mm. You know that, my friend. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything else here? No, I mean, pretty standard episode, kind of forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, <laughs> it's time for us to warp away, be well, travel safe, and as Soy Trek rule of ass fuckzition number 14, 14, 14 Downey Jr. Oh. Um, it's, uh, if it, if it ain't clap back, clap it sack. Oh, clap it with your sack. No. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for trekking with us, soy boys, girls, and worldly beans. Hang dong and shocker. Soy, 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 soy,